morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blanket Daily Podcast where I talk all sports fantasy in real. I'm Brian Baines and I am your host. It is Tuesday, June 8th, episode number 324 and please welcome in the infamous, the all-important, out west, Jeff coming in today on the podcast. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks for having me. Oh, we've got baseball to talk today for sure, but we'll get to that soon enough. Let's jump into the NHL playoffs. The Islanders last night, five, the Bruins, four. They are uh, at 3-2 now. The Islanders trying to put this thing away. And then we have the Canadians. Check this out. The Canadians, three. The Winnipeg Jets, two. And that baby is over. 4-0. The Canadians take out the Jets. Not really what I was expecting. Uh, the four seed coming in and uh, kind of just wiped their way through uh, into the semifinals. Now they sit and wait for um, they wait for Colorado and Vegas to work it out, and they're only at two two. So a nice long break for the Canadians uh, in the, out of the four seed coming out of uh, out of that Canadian division. So that should be fun. Uh, NBA was. Uh, not very fun last night. <clears throat> do you watch any? Do you watch either of those games, Jeff? No, I was out of it. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Uh, the Nets one twenty-five, the Bucks eighty-six. Yeah, real tight, real tight. It was over. It was over early. I was getting messages on ESPN, and I hadn't hadn't even turned it on. I was <laughs> on the way home from work. I was getting messages saying that uh, the Nets had the game in hand. Uh, early on so they went up early and and coasted and that was without James Harden uh, in the lineup he took the night off uh, due to an injury of some sort and so they're up 2-0 heading back to Milwaukee uh, I believe heading back to Milwaukee in that one Uh, and then the Suns in the nightcap uh, they they uh, beat the Nuggets 122-105 it was kind of tight going into the fourth quarter and then uh, Chris Paul just took over Man, absolutely. He hit like five shots in a row, and, and that was that. The Nuggets kind of went away, and, and that was that was it. So they go up 1-0 in that one as far as the NBA playoffs are concerned. Major League Baseball, we had a major, major slate of three games yesterday. Real painful. Uh, our Mondays and Thursdays are always a little bit iffy, but I don't recall we've had one that bad. Uh, this year so far but uh, Starling Marte gets the combo meal yesterday against the Red Sox he has a uh, monster shot and a stolen base in that one both uh, home run number five and steal number five for Marte probably shouldn't have traded him to Stinky but uh, what are you gonna do you know my, my team's a mess you you get to witness that this week Jeff we play each other in uh, in MSD you're going down yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I wish I had a good comeback for you on that one, but 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 I don't. I, I am going down. It's just kind of kind of the trend, and I keep watching keep watching the standings, and I'm sitting there at number twelve, and I'm climbing a little bit in the power rankings, and and then I watch my matchup kind of wither away at the end of the week, but still think, okay, I think I've gained on eleven and ten, and I think so, and then I look at the standings again, and I'm still sitting in number 12 i can't get any ties in any categories uh i i just i either lose them or i lose them pretty much i I win a couple 
lose most, but I in what what are we eight weeks in nine weeks into the season? I have three tied categories for the season, uh, so it's it's feast or famine for me, and mostly famine. Uh, but I, I got spanked by Canada last week. Uh, helped helped him climb in the ran, in the uh, in the in the standings a little bit, but it was a mess. Jorge Soler has a home run for Kansas City. Uh, so this guy Jackson, I don't even know how to say his name, Jackson Kawar. I hope nobody streamed him uh, yesterday. You, do you know anybody that might have streamed him? In oh, uh, yeah, that might have been me over <laughs> over in the McBoys. Whoops. Walked away with a 54 ERA and a .2 innings. That was yeah. that was lovely. Yeah, .2, three hits, four runs, two walks. Uh, didn't get out of the first inning, and yeah, you get to start your week with a with a 54 ERA in that one. I saw I saw your message. Your cryptic message uh, with this K O W A R, and I was trying to work out the acronym, trying to figure out what in the world is he talking about. And then, it, as I was uh, skimming through the stats this morning uh, before I headed into work, uh, I I see this this name K O W A R, and I'm like, oh, that's what it meant. I bet uh, I bet he streamed him yesterday. I go to the transactions. Sure enough, Jeff picked up <laughs> Kawar, and uh, yeah. So that's how you start your week. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Ian Happ had a home run for uh, the Cubs in a loss last night. Seventh home run, Manny Machado. Your newly acquired Manny Machado in McBoys uh, had his eighth home run last night as well. So at least he maybe helped you in your hitting categories while your pitching categories are suffering a little bit. Dylan Bundy got his first win of the season yesterday for the Angels. Uh, He went five and two-thirds, six hits, two runs, and two strikeouts in that one. So he was just recently dumped. How good was he last year and how bad has he been this year? Like it's almost a seven ERA for Bundy. So he gets a win. So he's on the board. Maybe he's going to turn around. Maybe I should pick him up. I don't know. Probably not. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not touching him. All right. So what the, the big news in baseball, of course, is – pitching right right current average this year is at 236 the current average in major league baseball 236 uh so that's i don't know if that's a uh, um, an all-time low but it's kind of a, a historical low um there was an article recently on sports illustrated talking about uh some of the substances that uh, are presumed to be to being put on the ball this year. And, you know, I, I don't believe that it just started this year. It, I think it's probably been going on for forever, but uh, you know, maybe it's reaching an all time high or something, or just because the hitting is so bad, it's drawn attention, not to mention the, the six no hitters we've had in two months. Um, has the league a little bit worried about the state of the game? Of course, you know, they, they want lots of runs being scored. Um, but that's not the problem, right? They're, they're scoring runs. Uh, scoring, right. Scoring isn't down. The HRs are, are right where they normally are or, or right around it anyway. Well, it really depends. It really depends on what year we're going to compare these numbers to and what Major League Baseball is looking for. Uh, you know, in 2019, home runs were at their all-time high, which caused them to, you know, want to make the ball differences and change up multiple things but uh the pendulum swung too far 
towards the pitching side and with the uh with the substance issue now it's just crazy now, the average that you mentioned being 230 was it 237 236 this year Two, uh, 236 yeah. right which is which is low i mean it's it's certainly low you know back in 2000 the average was 270 but just going back to 2018 you're looking at an average of 248 so it's it's down um and it, it, yeah, it's pretty ugly, but how far down is it? Uh, is it so far down that we need to increase base sizes and move the mound back? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how all that works out. Last time they did that, right, 1968, and, and referencing this article in Sports Illustrated, there was a, a link within the article heading back to a, a much, much earlier article in Sports Illustrated, a 1968 article titled The Year of the Pitcher, uh, where we went through this kind of similar thing, right? The average, the batting average in 1968 was 237. And uh, as a result of this year of the pitcher that they had in 1968, they lowered the mound and shrunk the strike zone. So they did make adjustments uh, to that. Now, there's been talk about they are going to, in one of the minor leagues, they are going to try out uh, the mound, what is a foot back or two feet back or something. They're, they are considering uh, trying out moving the, the mound back. Uh, right. And, and move it, moving the mound back effectively changes the perceived speed. When, when, when the ball is crossing the plate right now, if you take a, a 93-mile-an-hour fastball, that's going to cut it down to 91.6. So Major League sees that as as an opportunity to have hitters get a better chance to swing. But yeah, yeah the, more but, time, more time to see the ball coming, more time to react, more time, uh, you know. And really, what does that do to pitchers? I mean, who who are? I mean, it's a it's a fine fine art to be able to throw to throw a pitch at that speed and have it break at the right spot and have it, you know do what it's going to do if you add a foot add two feet to that um what does that do i i just think of what 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 these pitchers go through to refine their their art their skill and having to change it it, you know much like a hitter as well um just timing wise i i don't know i'm i'm not real real on board with major changes like that right well one of the things you're going to want to pay attention to then is in the atlantic league they're going to actually implement this in the second half this season so you've got pitchers out there that are tuned in right now to a certain a certain way to throw the ball to cover the plate and now the second half they come back from the from the break all of a sudden everything's off and that's that's going to happen this year in the Atlantic League. Yeah, it's so, going to be it's going to be real fun to see what uh, what the results of that are. You know, if we yeah. see if, and, and what are the and yeah, it's minor leagues, right? So what do the numbers look like? What do they look like in minor leagues, right? Are they going through the same thing as the majors are? Has anybody looked at that? I mean, are their averages uh, as low? Are they having as many strikeouts? Is this a, a universal thing, or is this just the majors? So, you know, trying it out in the minor leagues, <laughs> it might not even be necessary there. I don't know uh, what, what they're hoping to gain by that other than some data in, well, in terms of yeah, right. it's, how, it's, how averages change and how, you know, all that strikeout rate, all that. Well, people are definitely using the substances in the minor leagues. 
Um, there were three suspensions already in the minor leagues for using substances. Uh, Eugene Emeralds have a K. Wei Tang. He had a, a substance on his glove. Um, the high A White Sox team, Winston Salem had a guy. Low A Rangers had uh, had somebody down east, Mason, with substances on his belt, and they were all ejected. So those so, are, these, these are just the ones that have been caught then. Yes. Yes. So we, these are, so we can assume if they're, you know, if if four percent are being caught, then forty percent <laughs> are are probably using forty percent or higher. There there was a reference in the Sports Illustrated article that eighty to ninety percent of major league pitcher, pitchers are using substances of some kind. Right. And a funny thing is that once these guys were caught and actually ejected from the game, you could see the people in the bullpen, the other guys go back into <laughs> the thing to, and they came out with new gloves. So, so it, it's rampant. Everybody's doing it. And the tech involved and, and it's just, you know, it's so encouraged by, by the clubs that it's, it's not an individual problem. You can't, people want to point their finger at Trevor Bauer all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is, this is much, much bigger than that. So. He's just the only one that's been honest about it. Right. Right. Just because he's outspoken and he, he talks, everybody wants to make him the sacrificial lamb and, and say that he's the guy uh, pointing the finger at him and, and the organization and the Reds and the Dodgers now and, and whatever. But this is, you know, they, these clubs are hiring guys that do this, right? This is their job is to create drumstick resin or surfboard wax or Tyra sticky grip or firm grip spray or Pelican grip dipstick. And our spider tack. I mean, they're, they're coming up with all these different, uh, th- these different types of substances and who can come up with the coolest one. And, <laughs> and the one that w- wasn't, won't get detected. Maybe uh, it's going to be really interesting to see as MLB has said, they're, they're going to start inspecting pitchers and catchers uh, prior to games and handing out 10 game suspensions for anybody that's in, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, they're not just talking pitchers, they're talking the catchers, too, because obviously uh, we can assume they're in cahoots as well. If if the pitcher can't get the substance on his on his body or uniform somewhere that the catcher will <laughs> catcher will find a way to get something on the ball for him. But, you know, talking about um, balls that that were that were taken out of play. And they're over on the bench playing with them, and they're sticking them to their palm, and the ball, <laughs> the ball sticks to their palm without falling off. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and the super sticky ones that that you're saying, the <laughs> some teams are trying to throw them in the opposing team's dugout so that they look like they're the guilty <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers have the highest increase in spin rate over last year, 7% up. The White Sox were at 4.2% up. The Red Sox, 4.1% up. The Nationals, 37 The Yankees, 294 Orioles, 249 Blue Jays, 22 uh, The Rays, 1.7. The Royals, 1.37. The Mets, 1.05. So is this all sticky stuff or – is there any chance that this is has anything to do with coaching? Has anything to do with uh, the way that teams instruct their pitchers? 
I don't believe that this has too much to do with that. You know, that a lot of people in good faith want to believe that, but humanly, you can only get so much RPM without using some sort of substance. Now, what, what does affect these numbers is just the individuals that are throwing. So while I don't believe that someone like Kershaw can gain 500 or 400 RPM just by changing his approach, I do think that when you look at a team stat overall, bringing in Trevor Bauer and then dropping somebody with a lower spin rate naturally is going to you know, drastically change those numbers. So how guilty are the Dodgers? Well, they're guilty, but maybe just as guilty as everybody else. Yeah, maybe there's maybe everybody's a little bit closer closer to the mean than, than these numbers indicate. And they, they kind of break it off at 1.05. We don't know uh, what what the rest of the teams, if they, you know, they're gaining some or if there are any teams that are actually losing spin rate, and, you know, maybe they're uh, hard to say. Now, the, the ball is different this year. It's lighter. Right, and they are saying the ball is one percent lighter, making it easier to spin, and also uh, making it not travel as far when it's hit. Although the home runs are, as we mentioned earlier, are pretty pretty similar to where they were at. No universal DH this year, so that certainly is helping uh, the pitchers in the National League. And it would be interesting to look at those numbers if uh, the average batting average is lower. It usually is lower in the National League just because uh, pitchers have to hit and uh, just makes it that many more strikeouts as well in the National League. But, uh, yeah, so you've got the ball factored into this as well. Uh, Yeah, you also have five new humidors installed in in ballparks. Yeah. So that's going to play a a factor. So MLB has done a lot. They, they've been changing a lot all at once and you know this is just kind of where we're at right now with you know hits hits are down if you look at 2019 uh hits are down in the first two months 1100 in 2018 they're down 960 from where we were yeah so yeah it's it, the shift has stuff to do with that um, guys, you know, guys going up there and swinging as hard as they possibly can, trying to hit a home run every time, doesn't, yep. doesn't help. Uh, that's certainly going to add to the strikeouts. Uh, just, just focus. You know what, what guys are trying to do up there. Um, you're going to get a, a certainly a higher strikeout rate uh, based on that as well. So, you know, it, this is sports, right? Uh, they're we're always they're always tweaking, right? The NFL. It wants it to be an offensive game, right? They, they've tweaked the rules to make sure the quarterbacks stay safe and, and nobody can touch a wide receiver. And so, you know, they, they find ways to, uh, to increase the offense. Basketball, you know, back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, it was, it, it was thuggery, right? Everybody was, was beating the crap out of each other and sc- scores were, were 90 to 79 and, and the NBA didn't like that so they changed changed the way they called fouls and, and so we have a, a you know a higher scoring game now um, it, it's about entertainment right well there's, there's a lot of future changes coming um, you know in the past they've changed instant replay and the extra innings man on second place we've already talked about moving the mound back uh, they're they're changing the pitch clock again and low and we're back
All right. <laughs> All right. So, so let me know where where did we uh, where did we drop off at? We dropped well. We dropped off mid sentence, uh, just talking about rule changes in general, and you know the the state of sports in terms of. Um, yeah, we used to have that with Clintus Maximus. Maximus every every once in a while, he would either fall off the bike, and uh, and lose connection, or somebody would call him. And anytime someone would call him in the middle of a podcast, he would he would all of a sudden disappear. And we would, uh, yeah, not sure what happened there, but uh, we we can easily splice that back in. Kinds of things about editing. Uh, the first time that uh, Still Trey came on. And we uh, we had all kinds of technical things that were fun to work through. So it's no problem. No problem at all. So. All right. So um, just real quick, what what I was saying uh, with the changes here, we got robot robot umps in low A, the size of the base is going from 15 inches to 18 inches in triple A. The step off rule where they have to fully disengage with the rubber before throwing over. That's going to happen in high A. Uh, they're going to limit the pickoff attempts in low A to two attempts per plate appearance. And depending on how that goes, they're going to consider just one throw over to the base. That is just, I, I think that's broken. I, I don't see how you can do that. You throw over once yep, and, he's gone. You're, the, and you're, you're the runner, <laughs> then, then you know he can't, he can't do it again. Yep, he's so gone. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, so how do you even, how do you even combat that? Because he could, he could lead off halfway to second base and you right can't, and you can't throw so well you can't you can throw so if so you get one pickoff attempt if you don't get it and you throw over again and you don't get it it's a bock oh okay if you don't get the guy out okay so at least they wouldn't it wouldn't be like ridiculous 10 step lead off or, or something uh there would be some risk involved but still it's that's just I don't know. It's baseball, man. There, yeah, there are certain things that <laughs> there there are already not enough stolen bases. Right? All right. So so if you're in a if you're in a dynasty league from a fantasy perspective here, uh, assuming that all this stuff goes through and filters all the way up to the majors, you know you may want to really start to to weigh your stolen bases a little bit higher or guys with speed because MLB wants stolen bases and. Yeah. They want everything. They want action. Everything's leaning right. that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They want they, they, want, they want they want hits. They want people on the bases. They want movement. Yeah. Which which is funny. They want shorter games, but what they're going to get is a lot of thirteen to twelves, right? And that doesn't, well, yeah. that, that doesn't make a shorter game by by any means. I guess it's more entertaining or more uh, there's more action involved as the game is being played. But but you, you, a thirteen to twelve game is going to be four and a half hours. Right. Yeah. And they're, you know, they hope that the, that the pitch clock helps with that. There's, there's so many moving parts to this. It's hard to know what the finished product's really going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And what, yeah, what, what will work and what won't. And, and there's, so there's what, so, what's, what's so your much. theory behind increasing the size of the base? That's a curious one to me. Well, that's, that's all about, you know, baseball is a game of inches and, you know, every advantage you have to get to second base, then then you're gonna you're gonna take advantage of that. And I mean, the San Diego Padres right now are the only team. I, what they're doing on the base pass is ridiculous. They're uh, they're stealing more bases than what we've seen in several years. 
Um, try and find those numbers. I'm sorry. I was going to say the 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 last really heavy base dealing team I can remember. Maybe the 18 Red Sox or 17 Red Sox, whatever year they beat the Dodgers in the World Series, they they did a lot of running that year. Um, Astros used to run a lot. They don't anymore. Um, it's it's just become kind of station to station for the most part. Right. And, and so much of it has to do with your roster. But so the Padres, Padres have 61 stolen bases in the first two months, which is by far and away the largest by any other clubs. The Royals come in second with 43, the Rangers with 39, Cubs 36, Phillies 36, Rays 36. So Padres at 61 is significant. So that's that's just one thing to look at when you're when you're forming your team is who has tendencies to run and so forth. But yeah. when when they start changing the base sizes and limiting pickoff moves and if they do the thing with the shift you're going to have people on base and they're going to be running. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be fun. But is it, I don't know. When, when does it not become our game anymore? <laughs> you know? Right. But, you know, I hate to be the old, the old fuddy daddy that, uh, you know, doesn't like anything to ever change. Cause it's probably, they're probably the sport obviously isn't uh, as popular as it once was percentage wise in, in our society. So they need to do something to make it better. Um, you know, finding that balance, I guess, is is kind of kind of where it's at. You know, for them and for us. All right. I'm, so, I'm still, still going to watch it no matter what. So. Oh, likewise. What am I talking about? <laughs> likewise. But the other the other big thing to think about, at least from a fantasy perspective, here is how MLB saying, you know, ten to two weeks, ten days to two weeks from now, we're going to start making our moves on suspensions here, and what that's going to do to potential fantasy teams i mean you've got you've got your closers that are going to be gone for 10 days or your starting pitcher that's going to miss two weeks and it could be it, it could come in the bunches so people that are in the standings right now maybe you're maybe you're a 500 ball club if things break right for you and the guys ahead of you lose their guys then you're, you're going to be moving up in the standings and then vice versa i think it's going to shake up and with suspensions you can't throw them on the il you either have to suck it up and have that roster spot eaten under suspension or, or you drop them. And yeah. These guys, yeah. these guys are going to be aces. So not, not that the, not that that would matter to me in any, any league that I'm in, my ILs have been full. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and overflowing for the entire season. I, I mean, I, I've got, and I'm not alone, you know, I, I'm not complaining just to, uh, to say it's me. Everybody has been, dealt uh the ir bug at some point during the year uh but it just is yeah yeah so take away a few more of my pitchers that'd be great it'd fit in really well with my plan this year uh to have a few more go on suspension (laughs) but it does make uh yeah could make those um the top pitchers even more premium sure as we as as the game changes and as offenses get stronger you know your your Jacob DeGroms your your Clayton Kershaw's your Max Scherzer's you, you know these guys that you depend on uh, to get you strikeouts and get you quality starts every single time out um, they can become even more valuable um, 
you know, because the, the fringe guys become even less viable at that point, you know, if the game becomes more offensive, more offensive and, and, Right. Well, right. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It is. It is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not going to report. He's not going to report to required to the first required <clears throat> mini camp. Obviously, did not show up for for the OTAs. But uh, now now it's going to start costing. And uh, I, I don't know. I I don't know what your take is on it. But I I think. You know, I think he's. I think he means business. I don't think he's going to play for Green Bay again. Well, that's possible. Now you're going to have to remind me here about the Le'Veon Bell situation because there's a lot of parallels here. Um, how long was it that? What week was it where Le'Veon could stay out before he completely lost everything? I feel like it was week ten. Was the big was the big thing? If he reported uh, by week ten, then he would get a year's worth of. Um, a year's worth towards his free agency, but <clears throat> but the that's changed a lot in the last collective collective bargaining agreement. They really because of him and because of a couple others, they really really the the owners really stuck it to him, and the players you know kind of gave in on some things. It's super expensive, like fifty thousand dollars a day now, and I don't believe I don't believe that you can get. I, I don't think there's that week ten thing anymore. I, I think if you uh, if you don't come in, uh, you 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 don't get credit. So uh, okay. so it's going to be a little bit different. But in Rogers' case, I just feel like it's you know like he doesn't care. I you know they, they, there's been talk that they've they've made some moves now. They're freeing up freeing up some space. Uh, in the salary cap, and maybe it's about money, and maybe they're going to throw some more money at him. I don't think it's money. I don't think it's money for him. I think he is thoroughly pissed off at uh, the organization and the way they have handled uh, the free agents. You know, starting with with Jordy Nelson, uh, letting him go without, even though Nelson was, I mean, begged them, begged them, was willing to pretty much play for free. Uh, and and they still cut him loose, and and you know it comes it, it just has continued down the line. Uh, I think it's Jake Kumaro that was cut uh, last year, uh, who um, Rogers was tight with, and uh, it just I think he's I think he fundamentally has a huge problem with the leadership of that organization, and I just I, he's he strikes me as the kind of guy that would would just walk away yeah he holds grudges there's there's no doubt he holds a grudge yeah. but i mean his his hand right now is you know trade deadline is week six so i don't expect to see him week five you know i mean why why would you yeah but who knows yeah. uh, week, mean, week, it, you know week it's, six it's, comes and goes and, and and green bay cannot trade him at that point then you know, do you think he goes back if, if he knows he, he just cannot be traded? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I just, or does that make it even worse? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at, at that point, is he so mad? Uh, and like you say, he, he hold, can hold a grudge as well as anyone. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch this all play out and anybody with any sort of uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, Oh, capital 
uh, in fantasy. You know, your Aaron Jones, your Devontae Adams, your your Tunyon, your you know any of those guys. Uh, you do not, in my opinion, you do not want a Jordan Love run Green Bay team right now. Uh, Ouch! Was not Ouch. Even, That's was my not first even, round pick. Was not even good enough to suit up last year. Well, that was always the plan. The, the plan was don't that's that's the Green Bay way, right? With they did with Rod, they're trying to follow that with the Favre Rogers method. And I think, you know, that's just how they operate there. Yeah, they're they're old school. You you draft a quarterback and they don't start year one. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's ready year two. I, I thought he was not a good quarterback as a senior in college, but but uh, you know, what do I know? We'll see. see. Hopefully Green Bay won't have to find that out because, uh, uh, you know, we're talking the MVP. (laughs) And that was the worst thing that ever could have happened for Green Bay is uh, Rodgers winning the MVP last year because he was then able to say, you know what, Um, you need me more than I need you. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Green Bay is going to say that it was their system that produced it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I got a couple things here. I just want to tell uh, tell Stinky, hey, good luck this week, man. Good luck. And uh, YK, thanks for helping me with MSD so much. It wouldn't be the league it is without you. And uh, oh, Kahuna, you suck. (laughs) Saving that one for last. Oh yeah, that stings. That stings. All right. Well, we'll see if he has a comeback this afternoon on that one. He's a pretty, pretty uh, faithful listener, so I'm sure as long as he makes it to uh, minute number, well, I think we're in, at about 25 or so right now. So that's a good, nice long podcast for him to sit through while he's supposed to be working and uh, and listening up. But are you good luck, Stinky? Are you playing? You're playing me. Oh yeah, but Stinky just says no one ever wishes them good luck. Oh, so we we right. have we need to do it. We need to make it real formal. <laughs> That was kind of random. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It came out of nowhere right in the middle of whatever discussion was going on at the time. And uh, yeah, must have just been feeling sorry for himself or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, man. Thanks for coming in. And uh, we'll we'll do this again. All right. Good good stuff. You did a great job. And, you know, again, anytime I don't have to talk to myself, uh, this podcast goes a lot better. And, you know. With that, uh, for the Fantasy Blink on Tuesday, June 8th, uh, Jeff, out west Jeff and I are over and out. See ya.